WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we're talking about gardens and things of that sort. The weather outside, just phenomenal. And this is a, a good time of the year to do something outside, get those gardens going strong. We have the master gardeners with us this morning. So if you have questions, if you have comments about your garden, if you're having lawn problems, we have three folks here who can uh, give you an answer. Linda Stevens is one of those folks. Linda, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. It's nice to be here again. Great to have you here, and you brought some friends with you. I did. Tell us who you have. Well, we have Tanya Morris. She is a... So she's an intern. She she will be a full-fledged uh, master gardener by the end of the year. Ah, and okay. we have the president of our master gardener group, uh, Sarah Wade. Good morning. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Tanya, tell us a little about you're an intern. I, I, this is the first I've heard this. So as you come in, uh, you're, you're learning about what it takes to be a master gardener. Plus, you're an intern. What what do you do as an intern? Um, let's see. As an intern, I pretty much do what the master gardeners tell me. To do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like going to a freshman in college. <laughs> pretty much, that's what it's like. You um, have to wear a funny hat, or give well, they haven't yet. made me do that yet. But don't However, give them ideas. <laughs> However, I did tell her she needed to come on your show today. She okay. did, and you see that I'm here, right? So. <laughs> you say yes ma'am uh, pretty much yes <laughs> so this you have fun doing this becoming a master gardener yes i had a lot of fun and i've met a lot of new people with the same interests so it's been great um class started in january for all the interns and ended in the beginning of may and we just learned about all kinds of different things like soil, leaves, plants, just all the foundation and the basics. Mm -hmm. What so. made you decide to get into becoming a master gardener? Well, I was doing some experiments in my backyard, and um, I thought to myself, you know, you might want to get some education. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, experience weren't, the, well, the experiments weren't doing like you hoped. Exactly. So I had this notion that, you know, I'm going to plant this, I'm going to plant this plant, and it's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, my leaves start looking a little funny, and little black spots were on yeah, them, and then yeah. there was little insects. I was like, ooh. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to figure out this or else I'm not going to get any harvest. So now, so what have, have you started classes at this? Classes point? started in January of this year. So you've gone to a and lot I've of done classes. the classes. Yes. So okay, that's behind you. It is behind me. Yes, and now I'm doing volunteer hours mm -hmm. and getting continuing education hours. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, for people who are thinking I want to be a master gardener, and this mm -hmm. this is you know I want to stress this is not a job that you're getting. It's it's something you're doing for yourself. 
And it's something that you have a passion for, like for, for myself. Um, I have a passion for education and I have a passion for teaching young children because when you think about it, most of them don't know where their food comes from. Um, they right. think it comes from and, Kroger. And milk comes from the grocery store? Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, someone had to grow that food. There was a process. So that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. So sharing that, uh, have you started working in some of the programs like the one at Lineball Library? Yeah, I think you meet there, what is it, once once well, a week? We have a class, a class. the mm-hmm. first Saturday of each month. Oh, first Saturday, okay. And, and actually, uh, this Saturday is, is the date for the class. Okay. And this is going to be, I'm changing the subject, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, okay. Um, this, this class is going to be about uh, flowers for sun and shade. In the past, we've done annuals and perennials, and this time we're adding shrubs, grasses, and vines. So it should be interesting. It's so, a little new ground for us. Sun and shade, and, and of course we know that's bushes and stuff, but you're saying grasses, vines, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not covering, covering like trees and lawn grass. This is, this is all decorative ornamentals for your gardens. Now, you've been doing a lot of that yourself. I've heard the, the, the birthday fairy tells everything. And the birthday fairy. <laughs> <laughs> you have a birthday I understand that you, you have had, uh, you've really done a great job over there. Well, thank you. I uh, My wife was over as how I yes, know about it. But <laughs> I haven't seen her in any of the classes, so so how would she know? I hope, I hope, I hope she's listening. I think she probably is. <laughs> gotcha, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how long have you been a master gardener? I'm in my 11th year. So you have really enjoyed this. I really have. And like um, Tanya, it was a matter of making mistakes. But, of course, we learn by our mistakes, mm-hmm. too. But sometimes it's a good idea to uh, cut the learning curve a little closer. Mm-hmm. Sonia, uh, tell us a little more about, uh, or Tanya, a little more about uh the work that you've gotten into. Uh, you, you said you'd been doing some experiments in your backyard, and that's what made you decide what kind of experiments were... Because I, I bet you there's somebody listening who has had the same situation. I started with tomatoes, and um, <laughs> that went pretty well. Um, tomatoes and peppers... That didn't go well at all. My peppers were so small. I mean, they were like minuscule. And I couldn't figure out why that happened. As a matter of fact, I still don't know why that happened. So maybe <laughs> Linda and Sarah can help me with that. Um, because I am growing peppers again. So, And also, um, propagation uh-huh. is something that I was wanting to try and I'm interested in. So uh, that was an experiment, but yeah. That worked actually for the um, the class. We had a contest, a propagation contest. Yeah, which I got second did. place. Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> Mine died immediately. Did it? <laughs> so I propagated what a red twig dogwood. And that's what oh, won second place. Yeah, I feel so like it was Justin's a hardwood. Be so proud. 
<laughs> yes, I think yes. But yes, that those are the experiments that I've been doing. So now, Sarah, you're the president of the local. Uh, yes. To what got you into Baxter Garden? Oh, the same thing. Just a passion for education and for plants and. Um, my situation, I had wanted to be a master gardener for years and years and years. We lived in Georgia at the time. Um, I would go to the meetings, but I could never take the classes because I had little kids and need to be a mom. So once all my kids went to school, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. This is probably getting personal. Since you said you came from Georgia, uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer growing your plants in uh, sand or do you prefer clay? Ooh. <laughs> they both have their challenges. Is, is that pretty much Georgia is It's red clay as well, where we were. Oh, we were yeah. outside of Atlanta. So, so you went from one clay to the other. Exactly, yeah. There are people, and, and I know we've talked about this in the past, uh, and, and Linda, you have brought it up. People will say, well, you can't grow things in clay. What do you do here? But You, you can, can grow things in clay. I mean, we have a whole section of plants that's called natives and those are those are plants that have been here since the ground was created you know um you it can be harder to grow other things but you just amend your soil you add you add some sand you add compost compost is like the greatest thing ever and it could cost you nothing just throw your scraps into a pile and let it break down Mm -hmm. and so you, when you add that in there, that's like the magic gold. <laughs> you know, why everybody doesn't compost is beyond me. I think know? they don't know how to do it. Yeah, and it's way simpler than people think. I think that they you, know, you get online and you start going, oh, no, I have to have this percentage of browns and this percentage of greens, and you overthink it. I don't do that. I just throw it all into a pile, and it, it'll work. <laughs> it's gonna, you just yeah. have a pile in the backyard. I do. And what kind of stuff is in the pile? Every kitchen scrap, no meats, no fats. I mean, but is it leaves to start? Leaves, What's the ball? yep. I mean, I don't put, like, uh, weeds in there just because my pile, if it gets really, really hot, you can put some weeds in there. It will kill the seed, but my pile doesn't get that hot. So When it um, gets hot, does it smoke, or how do you know mm-hmm. it's hot? Is yeah, that, it'll okay. start kind of like a... Like, a, like in the morning when it's foggy, it looks like that. It'll does look it like that. ever... Do they ever catch on fire? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think it gets that hot. Um, 180, maybe okay. 200 degrees. So it's not going to catch on fire no. and burn no. the garage a lot, down. a lot of people have a thermometer that they stick in. And if, if, if you do put weeds in and it isn't hot enough, you can take the finished compost, put it in the oven for half an hour at 200 degrees. And that kills all the weeds. I can just see myself wow. bringing compost into my oven. You all certify me enough. <laughs> I just don't put them in. <laughs> can you see the family's reaction? What is, what is she doing? The sad thing is they probably would be like, oh, mom's just doing something again. <laughs> or is this dinner? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what They're thinking I'm going to go downtown and eat in a restaurant. <laughs> So what should we be doing? Here we are. What is the the 1st of June? Is it too early for tomatoes? Everybody loves tomatoes. Is it too early to... They they should be in the ground now. Yeah. I just put mine in yesterday. I always wait. We do have a long summer. Everyone thinks that summer ends August, September. But really here, we can go to the middle of October. So we have a long season. So I, I... Because I grow... What I do personally, and this is just a personal thing, is I grow garlic... And then I 
plant it like around Thanksgiving, grow it until about now, harvest it, and then put my tomatoes where my garlic was. And so never, they're never really done until about this time. So June 1st is about when I get my tomatoes in, and they do great. Yeah. What kind do you do? I mean, does it, does it matter what kind you no. do? No. They, no, they like the heat. Tomatoes, peppers, they like okra. They like the hot s- summer. They don't want, they're going to be slower in the cooler months because they want it hot outside. So okay. I never bothered to wait. And sometimes May can be, fl- we can have colder times and um, some people put them out in April, but then you're, then you're running out there if we have a frost. I don't the, like to do that. The, tr- <laughs> the truth is, is that the tomatoes have to have warm ground somewhere between 65 and 70 degree temperature of the ground not the air and if you put them in when the ground is not warm enough they're just going to sit there so Uh you might as well leave them at the nursery (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the nursery's out there listening and they're starting (laughs) to get hot now (laughs) no i want them to sell but i want to Take them home. <laughs> well, notice I didn't name any names. So That's right. okay. <laughs> you offended everyone. <laughs> Equal opportunity. That, that's, that's just what I go, go around doing. But now, do you plant tomatoes? I do. Now, I have two big trees in my yard, and so I have no sun. However, I've got a sunny driveway. So right now there's 12 great big plastic pots on my driveway. Oh, so and you put them in a pot? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that that works fine. Yes, yes. Okay. There's there's one per pot, and they're they're the big guys. So if you don't have a yard, let's say you live in a condominium or something, or in an apartment, yes, you can still grow tomatoes. You Absolutely, grow Absolutely. And if you have a balcony that has sun, that's you've got it made, and there's no reason why you can't grow tomatoes inside with a grow light. I had not thought of that. Are do people are they having success with that? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the tomatoes taste the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean that's a that's not Mother Nature. That's General Electric or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the tomato the plants take the light and manufacture food. Okay. And as long as the light has the, the the waves in it that they need, I'm not going there because I don't know the blue. Gr- waves and the green waves and the Mm -hmm. red ones and all that sort of thing. Uh, But as long as it's got what it needs, it will produce and the tomatoes will be just fine. So, in theory, you could grow tomatoes in July, December, January, whenever you want to. Exactly. Wow. Uh Now, one thing we haven't touched on, uh, and that is raised gardens. Yes, we we touched on it on some other programs, but there may be somebody new listening in, uh, and we'll we'll start looking at our text. I haven't even opened that in a minute. <laughs> we'll open that up. Uh, but raised bed gardens is is that like a pot or uh, is that a type of raised bed or what? A, a raised bed is sitting right on the ground. It's got the, the it's a frame and the bottom is open so that the Plants have access to the soil. They can send their roots down as far as they want to. And in, is there an advantage in, other than not having to stoop over? Well, actually, if the raised bed is only 12 inches tall, you do stoop over. Okay. But the advantage is, is it, our soil is so terrible. First of all, trying to dig 
that clay and rock combination is an interesting challenge if you've never tried it. And if you put in a raised bed, you can control what kind of soil you're putting in. You can have the good soil with lots of compost, and the, the plants will grow better that way. Let's squeeze in a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the Master Gardeners. I was wanting to, I listened to Swap and Shop this morning, and they said they had some purple turnip, uh, purple top turnip green. made me hungry, too. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded good. Yeah. And I was trying to get the telephone number. You went a little fast on it, and I didn't catch it. Well, let me slow down and give you that phone number then for the purple top turnip greens. Let me... Go over here where I have that. Purple Top Turnip Greens, 615-801-2561. Okay. Eight, uh, you said 890. Oh. No, 8615 area code. 8, uh-huh. 801. Oh, 801. Uh-huh. 2561. 2561. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your favorite thing with purple top turnip greens? Cornbread and some mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm, I'm heading to your can, house. I was going to say, can we all come for dinner? <laughs> Thank you for giving me that number. You have a nice day. Uh-huh, y'all too. Goodbye. Yeah, so we had a call this morning on Swap and Shop about purple top turnip greens that she had just picked them fresh from the garden. Oh, wow. Uh, so people are enjoying those things. Yes, yes. And is it too late to plant those if you wanted to uh, to have some of your own? Know much about turnips? I think I they're aren't they more of a cool crop. I think they're a cool. Yeah. Cr- they're probably a cool the end cr- of their season. I, I think now to wait till the time of be like August uh, would okay. be the time, and then you'll pick up the second period for growing, or the okay. third actually. Yeah. So how uh, do we? Can we grow something pretty much year round here in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee? Oh uh, yes, pretty much. You you start with the the cold weather crops and that would be lettuces and snow peas and help me with this I kale think broccoli maybe yep, yeah cauliflower yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and as those are dying or reaching maturity and going on then you mm-hmm. start, then it's time for the tomatoes and the peppers and the corn and the okra and the green beans let's not forget the green beans oh yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to leave those out. Yes, those (laughs) are so good. And and then as they are finished, then you can go back to another set of cold or cool weather crops. Very good. I tell you what, let's pause for a moment, check on the traffic and weather. I notice uh, it's time to open up our text box. We have some questions already in this, and we'll be back and answer some of those questions. And if you have uh, some thoughts you want to put into our magic box here 615-893-1450 you can talk or you can text whichever you prefer just don't text while you're driving 615-893-1450 we'll be right back from the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. 
and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. We'll see a blend of clouds and sunshine for this afternoon, along with a chance for some scattered showers and storms. Highs in the mid-80s. For tonight, a low of 63. I'm meteorologist Michael Caron, News Radio WGNS. Currently 65 degrees. Well, did you know the action line is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric? Take control of your account organization and uh, get with Middle Tennessee Electric. Download from their app and manage your account, improve your energy habits, and much more. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936. We are back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. The weather's beautiful. Good time to think about lawns and gardens. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. A listener writes that they have a, a bush tree. And I'm not sure what a bush tree is. It's, I guess it's a big bush that looks like a tree. <laughs> Pretty, that's a, a official, you're master gardener, so I wanted to be technical. And people, they, they were saying that uh, it looked pretty good going out of winter, and it was starting to grow and had some buds on it a, a while back, but then the cold weather hit, Oh yes, and it has turned brown. Uh, will it survive, or should I just cut it down? 
Who wants to take this one? <clears throat> well, um, if it hasn't put out new leaves by now, now that we're June 1st, I would say it probably is for the graveyard. <laughs> um, now, there have been some that I know I had a in a Cuba that I thought I lost. And just two weeks ago, I started seeing some green leaves from the, the ground. And I thought, oh, okay, it, it survived. So if you haven't seen any green now, would you agree with that? Yes. I would think so. In, yeah. in fact, I had a, a, a shrub that I didn't, I really didn't want it. It's never done anything but just kind of sit there and it looks kind of, anyway, it had no leaves on it, and so I decided I was going to replace it. And this was late last week. And as I was digging it up, I did see some little leaves. Oh. It, it, I already decided that one was history. Okay. Mm. So you were the judge and jury on that one. It's my plan. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. uh, we, we have people who are asking more questions about those raised boxes. Uh, they're saying, should you use the soil? If you have plenty of soil in your yard, should you use the Tennessee soil or should you get soil somewhere else? If you have plenty of soil, I would use some of it. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely enhance it with compost and some good quality potting soil. So even and if you're starting, if you can buy compost. Is that right? You can buy oh, compost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the if you're just starting with this though, in the fall save your leaves, mm -hmm. and that is a great addition for enriching soil. And if they're going to use the soil in their yard, they probably should think about a soil test. Here's another question from a listener, and they're saying, "I'm glad you're talking about compost. Uh, what kind of meats and things do you put into the compost? No meat. No, none. No meat, no think, fat, oh, okay. unless you want rats. I'm glad they that. <laughs> think think yeah. of your compost as being vegan. Okay. There you go. I like that term. I never heard of that with mm -hmm. the compost, but yeah, yes. Yeah, but pretty pretty much uh, those are the things that go into the compost. So plants? Uh, yes. Fruits? Fruits. Anything. Just anything yep. that's not meat. Leaves. Leaves are the gold. I mean, really, really, if you don't have leaves in your yard, find a neighbor and still theirs in the fall. <laughs> I went up to someone this this fall, and they they had all their leaves raked, and it was on the edge of their property and ready for the truck to come by and get it. And he happened to be outside, and I said, can I take all these bags? And he said, okay. <laughs> so, Thanks. Were you, and I did. Were you a new neighbor still at that point? Yeah. A new neighbor is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you can put in the spent plants as long as, like... You're, what is you're, a spent plant? It, 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 one that's done. Oh, okay. Okay, the, the lettuce is bolted. It hasn't I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. The lettuce either. has bolted? <laughs> yes. Run away? That's when it starts to flower. <laughs> it's going to seed. It's going to oh, seed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it ran down the street. <laughs> it bolted it and ran away. <laughs> Okay, the, your old your tomato plant. If you have a determinant tomato, it's going to stop producing mm -hmm. tomatoes at a particular point. As long as that tomato that plant has no disease in it, you can pull it out and stick that in the compost. Um, if I had a bouquet of flowers that I cut uh, a week or so ago, when they got nasty, they're in my compost. Because there's nothing wrong with them that's all good green material. And something that is, we're supposed to have a balance of 
uh, the greens, which is the, f- the fresh stuff, and the browns, which would be the leaves. Uh, shredded paper works well if you're short on leaves. Cardboard. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, here's a strange one from uh, a listener, and they're saying that they moved uh, into the house that they're living in right now about a month ago. Uh, and this was before things really started blossoming and everything. And uh, the first thing to come along was uh, some beautiful roses. And they said that their neighbor told them that the rose disease had hit their house and they were concerned about the neighbors. And she said, I hate to cut it down, but the roses do look good. Are they well? Or is there a chance they're well? Probably looking for that rose rosette. Mm-hmm. You'll see that pretty quickly. Um, when would you, you notice it? that? How would you, it's like almost like a double bloom. <laughs> it looks it, like it's double blooming on one bloom. That's called rose rosette. And then there's nothing you can do. Just cut it down. And as our <laughs> rose rosarian friend says, just buy another one that you like. <laughs> oh. um, if she's concerned about it, take a picture yeah. and take it to the egg center. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Or take a cutting off of it and take it to the egg center and get somebody who really knows their stuff. And they can tell them. Mm-hmm. Would it do any damage to other flowers if she left? I mean, if she likes the way it looks, would it do any damage? Other it, roses, it, but oh, not other oh, flowers. Oh, other roses. Yeah. Okay. So uh, best do like you said, I think, probably the best thing. Take, mm-hmm. a t- take, take something that the, the egg center can see and ask them. Is it a problem of mixing grass? This is a listener's asking about grass. Uh, and when I saw that uh, text message, I thought about the uh, plots of grass that Mitchell Moat has over at the Ag Center. Uh, is there a problem with mixing grass? Or what would be the advantage? Is there an advantage to mixing types of grass? Uh, I know that's a Mitchell question. That's a Mitchell <laughs> question. He's at yeah. the Ag Center, <laughs> <laughs> and he may be on phone this number. Show, <laughs> well, if you think about in in nature, if 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 you have a, I don't even know the names of grasses. A, a fescue, cool spring and a, 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 fes, a fescue grass. Fescue, okay. And some other seeds come in. You overseed it with rye. There you've got a mixture. I don't know the answer to that, but. I would, I'm not even going to guess, but I, I think you can have mixtures, but you'll have a different looking lawn. Okay. Uh, here's a question about, I want to start a butterfly garden. Are they hard, and is this the right time to do it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, no, they're, the no, they're not hard. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> the right time. <laughs> Anything that blooms. <laughs> J- just get some milkweed plants. Yeah. Why, why milkweed? That's for the monarchs. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. this really brings the butterflies in. Oh, yes. Well, any native plant that flowers is going to attract the bu- local butterflies. Mm-hmm. Does that attract uh, hummingbirds as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to do both. Yes. I'm a hummingbirds and uh, yeah. you could even, don't, don't you have, a, as a master gardener, don't you have a, a butterfly garden over at the Ag Center. We do. Mm-hmm. And do you put in uh, hummingbird feeders there, too? 
Is there a feeder there? I don't I'm not even... seeing any. I'm not seeing any. Okay, we should so have, have one. Have we need without it. We just because probably no one has put one there. We probably will now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have them at my house though. Usually you, you you lump it into a pollinator garden, and that would be hummingbirds, butterflies. There's also tons of other things that pollinate. But um, if you looked up or asked anybody about a pollinator garden, that would be all the. Have you already <laughs> started getting hummingbirds? Oh yeah. yeah. They're migratory, so they show up here around April. I usually see mine late mm. April when my, it's warm. My, like my, it warm. my clematis was in full bloom, and I was sitting on the porch, and there were some hummingbirds that were really worrying oh, it, and that was just yeah. a great show for me. Yeah, the hummingbirds do a great show. Uh-huh. I mean, they uh-huh. really do. Yeah, and I've seen people get to the point of, I hate to say, knowing the hummingbirds. But they will land on their hand. That would be amazing. Oh, there, yeah. there are feeders that you can hold in your hand, and they will feed from the one in your hand. I'm not sure that's, I don't know, I, th- I think they should stay wild personally. But <laughs> at the same time, a long time ago, there was a squirrel that would come and take peanuts out of my hand. So oh. <laughs> that, was, that was fun, too. Well, any time you have animals like that, uh, it's fascinating to be a friend they, to them. There's such fascinating things to watch. And if, if I wonder when they go home, and they, they do travel thousands of miles, don't they, down to South America somewhere? Hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get there, would those habits that you taught them eating out of your hand, would that be a problem there? I don't think they would eat out of anybody's hand. Oh, okay. That they uh, buzz each other. Are they aggressive, or is that just the way they look when they play? The males are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not going to buzz you. I had a friend who had lots of hummingbird feeders, and she probably was on a migratory path because mm-hmm. there were so many of them. And even though she had... I can't tell you how many. I'm going to say six hummingbird feeders. They'd feed off of one until it was empty, and they'd fight each other. I don't know who was the guy who decided, which one of the males probably decided which was the next feeder to, to use, but they would then go there, and then they would fight to get in. The males especially would fight. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another question. This person said, I heard you talking a while back about your plant swap I meant to go, but I didn't. Are you going to have another one this year? Not, Not this, this year. year. Okay. But come back next year. <laughs> That's usually in May. <clears throat> so was there any particular type of plant, just out of curiosity, that uh, was more popular than the others in the plant swap? I actually was not at it. Were you either at the plant swap? I, 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 I wasn't was able to see. <laughs> None of us were there. <laughs> I was only there for the setup, um, uh, and I wasn't there for the actual day, uh, so yeah. I'm not it, sure. That's a good question. Yeah, there's, good there, question. There's, there's, there's usually a lot of iris and a lot of uh, black-eyed Susans and some coneflowers and... Usually the, a lot of herbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, for those of you who are newcomers, the iris is our state flower. The purple iris. Oh, it has to be purple? Mm-hmm. How can you control that? Our irises were purple last year, and they're white this year, and some of them are yellow. I have been going to ask at the Ag Center about that because I've had different colors show up where... I don't remember that happening before. Huh. Yeah, I don't either. 
I wonder if it adds. Next time we're here, remember, and we'll talk about the color viruses. And in the meantime, we have a research project. You're living a dream. Remembering that the next time we're here. (laughs) We will be right back. Don't you dare go away. If you have a question, 615-893-1450. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your gardening needs. We'd have everything you want for those gardens and your lawns. If you're needing special gifts or if you're trying to take care of your feathered friends and furry friends, please come see us. Tina, where are you located? The Rutherford Co-op is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. And you don't have to be a member to shop here. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Good morning. Finally looking a little bit better down through Millersville on 65 southbound. Still crowded at times over here on 40 westbound as you come past the airport uh, by Donaldson Pike all the way up to Fessler's. Still moving at the moment through Brentwood, Franklin. That's actually been in pretty good shape through Williamson County this morning on 65 going northbound. If you own your own business, you may be ready for your next adventure. Dynamite Brokers can help you sell your business with a huge profit. Check them out today online at dynamitebrokers.com. Enter code 333. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a blend of clouds and sunshine for this afternoon, along with a chance for some scattered showers and storms, highs in the mid-80s. For tonight, a low of 63. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently 65 degrees. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Welcome back. We are talking about lawns and gardens this morning, and we have some master gardeners with us, Sarah Wade, Linda Stevens, and Tanya Morris. So between them, we'll have some answers for you. We hope. (laughs) If not, we make them up. Yes. (laughs) And you'll never know. And we'll never, yeah. (laughs) Which is the real answer and which is the... Until your plants die, of course. (laughs) We don't want that to happen. We're here to help you succeed. Now, you want to remind people again about the special programs you have at Lineball Library and the podcast you're doing and all of those things. Now, tell us a little about that. Okay. Um, this Saturday, we're having a class at the Lineball Library. It's at 9 o'clock, and we're going to be talking about the flowers that will do well here in Middle Tennessee. And in addition to the things we usually cover, we're including vines shrubs and grasses so it should be 
a new take, but we'll go over some of the old stuff as to what the different definitions of sun means and why the zoning is important. Zoning? Oh, you're not talking about city zoning. You're talking <laughs> the, about... The, the zone for the plants. Like okay. We are a zone 7A. Did, did we change? Yes, it was a mere... About maybe twenty years ago, oh, we we were no a, wonder we it's were, so fresh in my we, mind. <laughs> we were six. <laughs> hey, we haven't been sitting here talking to you for twenty years. <laughs> no, I can remember twenty years better than yesterday. <laughs> Joined a club, Bart. <laughs> so, uh, tell us what else is happening that we need to uh, bring up. The yeah, well, you mentioned just a little while ago while we were on the break. You mentioned about the uh, the the garden the uh, oh not the, what is it the, the farmers, farmers, farmers market that's right yeah can't even remember yesterday now uh-huh. <laughs> farmers there, market there are two farmers markets um, here in town you have the downtown market in the square and Saturday we, mornings on Saturday mornings sorry yes um, eight Saturday mornings noon. eight till noon and we have on the is it the second and fourth we yeah. have a booth there that master gardeners are at and they're. There's a different demonstration or topic every single time. Um, and then we are also at the Rutherford County Farmer's Market, which is on Tuesdays and Fridays up at the Ag Center. And there is a gazebo in the gardens, and master gardeners are sitting under there ready for any question you can bring them. So try to get a good Try to stump question. them. Yeah. Tell him I said that. <laughs> that Maybe we should offer a prize and you can stump the Master Gardeners the most. Who's working tomorrow? <laughs> They're going to be mad at me. Yep. Except, don't forget, when we don't know the answer, yes. we say, we ask somebody else, we say we'll get back to you, or ask somebody at the Ag Center. Yep. So we're not going to leave you flopping if we don't know the answer, which does happen all the time. Yeah. Now, here's a listener who says, I've noticed some ornamental grasses in my neighbor's yard. Uh, they're beautiful. They just planted them last season. Uh, what do I need to do to have some, too? <laughs> Go to the uh, neighbor. And cut it <laughs> in, in the middle of the night, sneak over with you. <laughs> Are those hard to take care of? No, they're very easy to take care of. And I planted one last year that was not a sterile first of all the plant was absolutely beautiful it was a beautiful grass when it was ripe there was uh, kind of honey colored seed pods on mm-hmm. the ends and when the wind blew it was oh so pretty um, however it dropped all those seeds and now I've got little ones grow- growing up all over the oh. place I'm going to try to harvest some of those there are ones that are sterile that will not seed themselves. However, in preparation for this talk on Saturday, I needed pictures. And what I ended up doing is going to one of the local nurseries and taking pictures of what they had in stock. One of the things, and this is a a text from Alicia, one of the things I enjoy is uh, strawberries, and I also like the big sunflowers. Uh, Is it too late to grow either of those? Strawberries, uh, they've already, they're putting out berries now. They're at the end of their season. They'll still stay green all year, though, so you can plant them now. Keep them really well watered because we're heading into that really warm time of year. (laughs) (laughs) But um, keep them watered, and then they will be, they'll produce next. Strawberries, people think they're an annual, but they're not. They 
they do better on year three and four when you plant them. So you want to put them somewhere. They're going to spread, so you want to put them somewhere that can spread, and then um, you can enjoy them for years. Ooh, boy. Um, what was the other plant you said? Sunflowers. Oh, sunflowers. sunflowers you can yeah. put those seeds in now, but I would put them in now. Yeah. Would they? When will they uh, blossom? Is that the right wording mm-hmm. for them? Mm-hmm. Um, it would say on the seed packet how many days. I don't. I don't know offhand how many. And there's so many varieties that yeah. it'll. Yeah. It would make a difference. But there's another one that, like we talked earlier about tomatoes and um, peppers that like the warm ground. There's another one that likes the ground warm. So now it's warm. So get them in, but keep them watered. Here's a question: Says uh, we've lived here in this house for quite a few years. And we've tried to have a good even yard for many times, but uh, there's splotches of brown here and there. Uh, am I better off trying to put in some uh, vines to cover those, or should I try grasses? What should I do? Uh, first, nothing's growing, for, I think. Uh, <laughs> first, first, I would head to the Ag Center and find out why there's those brown spots. Hmm. Okay. And then... What, would you take some of that soil with you? Or? I'd take a picture take on your a, phone. Take, take a picture or dig some of it up and bring it along with you. Mm-hmm. I think they're used to it. The other thing to do would be to think of, instead of having all that lawn, to put some gardens in, in those brown spots where the grass isn't growing. Put some, what did you say? Flowers. Okay, make that's a, gar- what I make a garden. Make something decorative that's pretty that makes you smile when you come home. Well, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't. I, I can't picture their their yards. But uh, if you have brown spots here and there and everywhere, you'd have some uh, then, unique gardens popping up around. Then, <laughs> then you'd have a front yard like mine that has no grass and it's all garden, all flowers. Okay, so you're <laughs> speaking from experience then. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have brown spots. I hate to mow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, did you put out gravel or something? Did you, no? No? Okay. No, I just dug it all up. And uh, I, th- there's some some stones for decoration, mm-hmm. and but I've just planted things around it. Okay. Oh. And it's, the rest of it takes you don't have weeds and stuff oh, like well, that? Oh, of course I have weeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of life. <laughs> What would yeah. a garden be without weeds? That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a quote. <laughs> Here's a another one. Mug or this listener is asking about wanting to start a water feature. Uh, is that something that the uh, master gardeners work on? That would go to a Mitchell. water. A, no, no. I, I, there are books. There's there's lots of information on how to do it. Um, I have a pond in my backyard, but. I was there when I bought the house, and I pay people to maintain it. Okay, so you're you have it, and it's very successful for you, but somebody else is doing it. Yes, <laughs> yes. But look online. Go to the library, and you can. Or there's so much information about water features, and I know people who have dug their own ponds and. One lady says she thought her husband was trying to get to China. The thing got so deep. But then it's full of koi, which are... Oh, beautiful yeah. to watch. Yeah. Now, what kind of fish do you have in yours? Mine are comets. What when is I, that? I'm not familiar. They're goldfish. Okay. They're the feeder... Same as a koi, isn't it? 
According? No, 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 no. I pay 22 cents a piece for mine. <laughs> um, when I lived on the river, the herons thought my pond was their own smorgasbord. Aha. Uh-huh. And the sea- river otters would come out, and they would eat my fish. And I figured, I'm paying too much for these fish to feed them this way. So then I switched to the feeder comets, and I put them in really small, and they grow. And do they, did they, were you still appreciated by the herons and the river oh, otters? I moved. Oh, they moved. <laughs> oh, you moved. Okay. I moved. They, okay. they weren't about to. Uh, <laughs> However, I just loved watching those otters in the, in the, in the river playing. They were like oh, little kids. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. We are out of time. Uh, we have about 15 or 20 seconds. Any final thoughts to share? If have not, a good growing season. Yeah, go yeah. out and grow. Just experiment, <laughs> you know? Experiment. Yeah, like me. Yeah, like Tanya. And, and if it's a failure, so what? You, you learn what you, you learn what not to do. <laughs> Sarah Wade, Linda Stevens, and Tanya Morris with us, Master Gardeners. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. It was fun as always.